Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Android Faithful, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps in the wide, wonderful world of Android. I'm Huynh Tuet Dao, and I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Ron Richards. And I'm Michelle Ramon, and I'm also back. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Welcome back, Win, from your, your international travels. How, how was, how was uh, Japan? Japan was subarashikata. It was wonderful. Um, and I'm very lucky because we, I'm coming back to an absolutely wonderful show. I mean, I missed a lot of wonderful, wonderful shows while I was gone, but we are incredibly lucky to have, well, a few very wonderful guests tonight. Uh, but first, let me introduce, uh, Shannon Morse to the show, our first time guest. Hi. BTS fam. Hi, Shannon. Hi. Thank Purple you so much for friend. having me on. I yeah. know. Yes. Yes. We're twinning. <laughs> this is Sh- Shannon's uh, appearance has been months in the making. We've been trying to get Shannon on the show since the... F- it really like, has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I went to Japan and then when did? So yeah, yeah it's just, just been like months. We're both Coloradans. It's like, you know, we're just like, we were like besties on DTNS. So shoot, we had to have her on we the are. show. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, but that's not all. We are lucky to have Shannon, but we are also lucky to have on the show uh, co-founder of Beeper Eric Mijakowski. Eric, welcome to Android Faithful. Hi, everyone. Thanks very much for having me on. And thank you for joining us, especially today. Yeah, a huge day. Of all days. Yeah, so Eric had previously been on All About Android years ago, and it was we were so excited to have him on because uh, if there's been one story since Android Faithful started, I feel like Beeper and R- Beeper, RCS messaging has been a main theme, and Beeper was like an immediate sub-bullet. So, Eric, you've dominated a lot of our conversation to this point, so... <laughs> 
Well, I'm happy to provide. Uh, I've been a long, long, long time Android user, uh, dating back to 2010, I think. Uh, and one of the uh, one of the funny things is that so I, I I've never put my SIM card, my main SIM card, in an iPhone. Uh, so I never really had iMessage. I was never a blue bubble uh, until a couple months ago. Yep. And then uh, we were starting to test Beeper Mini, which is this new app that we built. Um, to give Android users the ability to send and receive iMessages uh, on Android. And, uh, put, you know, we, we kind of cracked the code. We figured it out. We figured out how to register your Android phone number with iMessage. And my phone number was the first, uh, the first one that we ever did back in, I think it was like July or June or something like that. And since then, I've been a blue bubble. But all of my friends who know me, you know, as someone who would never ever get an iPhone and like that first reaction of like, well, did you, did you just get an iPhone? Like that is very out of character. And uh, that's exactly the reaction that I got when I, when I sent uh, my first blue bubble message to my friend, who's like, who, who is this? Who's, ta- who's talking to me? Like the Michal I know only uses Android phones. It's like my some family sort, is going to be so sus. Yeah, it, de- it definitely. I think we all had our same like, ooh, who's the person in my family? I'm going to text to show them I'm a blue bubble. Right. And then also, Eric, I spent about 20 minutes because my wife is not one of us like tech people. Right. And so she's just like, she's like, all right, like I get it's a thing, but is it really a thing? And so like I, I had explained to her the, the what was it? The Wall Street Journal article about like the um, the, the the societal, you know, the sociological impact and the bullying. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you've got to be kidding me. It's just over a color. And I was like, yep. Then she's like, is there any additional function? So I explained RCS and the functionality. And she's like, right, but Apple's adding that, right? So now it's it's feature parity. And I'm like, right, but they're keeping it as green bubbles. And she's like, well, why would they do that? They're just jerks. And I was like, well, yes, there it is. So, <laughs> so we're kind of dancing around the issue. We're talking about this app that we've all tried, but I don't think our listeners yep. who may not have seen the news early today know what we're talking about. So I want to take a step back and actually um, ask you to explain. Like, you know, we've talked sure. about Beeper before on the show, but can you explain what the difference is between the original Beeper and this new Beeper Mini app? So Beeper started three years ago, um, mostly to solve a personal problem. I would just look down at my phone and see this folder full of apps, uh, chat apps that all kind of did the same thing. Uh, but each one would have a slightly different segment of my contact list, you know, WhatsApp, and SMS and I just got sick and tired of it. So we started building Beeper to solve that problem. We wanted to build one single chat app that you could use to chat with anyone on any chat network. On Android, though, there is no iMessage app, no native iMessage app. And so one of the hardest things that we've had to solve is how to connect an Android phone to iMessage to be able to be part of Bluebubble group chats and to send high-resolution images and video and be able to do emoji reactions and typing status and all that good stuff. Um, Over the last three years, we've produced a number of different solutions. uh, None that were perfect. None, they they all had, they all had a few caveats or we had to kind of like um, explain them in some way. That all changed over the summer. We met a very young hacker who, uh, or security researcher (laughs) who had figured out how to, um, reverse engineer the actual iMessage protocol. Uh, he contacted me on Discord, of course, because that's where you know these things go down. And he said, hey, I've reverse engineered iMessage. And my reaction was, 
I don't believe it <laughs> because it's a pretty wild claim, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one in the world has done this. Even us before, the way that we made it work was we had these data centers full of Mac mini servers acting as relays between Beeper and iMessage. It wasn't perfect. Cost us a little, it cost us a lot of money to run this. Mm. And it wasn't perfectly secure because there was this third-party server that had to relay messages back and forth. And so he figured it out. Um, we started working with him in August. And since then, we've been heads down working on a completely new version of Beeper that we're calling Beeper Mini. It's Android only uh, to start, and it is dedicated to iMessage. Um, You download the app, you press literally three or four clicks, and boom, your number, your phone number, the SIM card that's in your Android phone is now a blue bubble. That means that when an iPhone friend of yours texts you, your number shows up as blue. You can get added to group chats, all of the features that uh, you know a normal iMessage user would have, like full resolution images, videos, uh, typing status, being able to unsend a message, edit a message, send those threaded replies, emoji tapbacks, everything you, you get it all. And your friends, you know, we love iPhone users. You know, they're friends, family, spouses, but they basically don't understand. <laughs> much of what's happening when it comes to (laughs) messaging, right? They have a messages app on their home screen. They tap it. They click your name. That's, that's the, it just works. That's what it does. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it doesn't work. That's the thing because, you know, a a green bubble chat through an iPhone doesn't have all the features. It's not even encrypted, right? It's, it's an unencrypted SMS. And so I think Apple is currently doing a disservice to their users by forcing all of their, you know, security, privacy-minded iPhone users to send these unencrypted messages. And so Beeper Mini, on the other hand, is fully end-to-end encrypted. That means that when you download and use it, your encryption keys stay local on the device. Uh, They're never uploaded. They're never sent from your device anywhere. Every message is encrypted before it's sent from Beeper. And it, um, yeah, it... uh, it is the and the first real iMessage app for Android. It's it's wild. It's, it, it really is as simple as you did. Like when I installed it last Thursday, it took like five minutes and I was up and ready. And it it like automatically imported a lot of my previous text message conversations and even upgraded them to Beeper once I started messaging the app, which was a really cool thing to see. I, I like the delineation line where you're green up to a point and yeah. then it's like post Beeper. <laughs> so Eric, what is the, what is the, so it launched today. What is the, how, have you been happy with the response? Uh, if it's anything like us, I got to imagine it's been overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. The whole team was up at 6am Pacific today yep. and we have a distributed team. So there's like a bunch of people that were in Europe and they were, you know, having dinner by the time things rolled around. But, uh, yeah, we've been going hard for the last 10 hours. It's crazy. It's only been 10 hours. That's crazy. Um, That's awesome. Well, I know, I, know, yeah, I, think, I know we have you for limited time. We have, to, we have a ton of questions, right? So maybe we'll, we'll rapid fire some of them. Or, um, sure. So, so my first question is uh, why two apps now? Why not just make? Why not Good just? Question. Why not just update Beeper, which is now called Beeper Cloud, the Beeper that we've been talking about for the past couple of months? Why not just make that? Yeah. Be, you know, roll this functionality into that app. Pretty simple. Um, we wanted to start fresh. Uh, our last, our, our kind of current gen or past gen Android app is about three years old. Um, it wasn't built 
with uh, Jetpack Compose. It had a bunch of kind of older um, parts of the code base. We wanted to start fresh and build something uh, that was 100% you know, new and, and um, kind of perfectly designed for the Android ecosystem. So we started with a new code base, uh, a completely new UI, all built in Jetpack Compose. And it's fast, it's performant. Um, and we decided to start with one app or one network to start. It's much easier to do one than, than 15, which, you know, Beeper Cloud supports. But over time, we're going to be adding all of those back in. It's pretty easy for us because we've already done it once. So it's just a matter of kind of one by one testing them, adding them back in, and then releasing them. So anyone who has subscribed to Beeper Mini will just, over the next couple months, just every couple of weeks, get a new release of SMS and then WhatsApp and then Signal and then, you know, the 10 other networks that we support that will all be added into Beeper Mini over time. And will Beeper Cloud go away at that point or? Yeah, so we're going to be taking the same local first uh, end-to-end encrypted, um, we call it kind of like client-side bridging. Previously, we bridged between Beeper and these other networks on the cloud. We're moving that to the client. We'll be using that same technology in Beeper Desktop and Beeper iOS. So over time, Beeper Cloud will just kind of go away and we'll be offering everyone the chance to move over to what we're currently calling Beeper Mini, but will eventually just be Beeper once it has access to all of the different networks. And that was, and I'm sorry, I don't don't want to take up all the questions, but that was one of my other questions was we got a lot of our audience asking and folks in our Discord asking, will there be a web app? Will there be a desktop app? Will there be iOS app? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Like one of the coolest parts about Beeper is you can just pick up any device you're on and continue the conversation you've had. Or if you're anything like me and you get a new phone once every, you know, six months because you sell the old one on Swappa, <laughs> then it's really cool to be able to just like download one single app and get connected to all of your networks. I so am I so excited about that. I, yeah. um, one of my biggest concerns with texting like my f- entire family on iPhones is the fact that it is not encrypted. So every single time I chat with them, it's just, it's very concerning, especially if they're sending pictures of like the nieces and nephews, et cetera, et cetera. So the fact that you mentioned like integration with other applications, like Signal that I've tried to get my family on, which they've never downloaded because they're happy with iMessage, that makes me very happy. So with that said, um, are you planning to do uh, like third-party audits? Have you already done this? You mentioned hiring a hacker to reverse engineer the the code, which is amazing and awesome because hackers are the backbone of the internet. So, with that said, like how how are you going to proceed when it comes to security for your users? So we've been working on this for three years now. Uh, we think that you need to be able to trust the apps that you use for messaging. Messaging is, you know, pretty much the most private thing that you do with your phone. So, like, it's your conversation with your spouse, with your partners, with your colleagues. Yeah. Like, this is pretty important stuff. We've worked in three main ways to be able to convey to you that Beeper is worthy of your trust. The first way that we do it is we try to be as transparent as possible. Uh, you know, you know who we are. Uh, we're, you know, uh, you know, I'm a longtime founder. I started a company called Pebble. Um, uh, worked as a you know VC for a few years, and we're not hiding who we are. I think it's really important for you to know who makes the apps that you use and understand what their motivation was. Um, we're also transparent about our business model. We charge money in exchange for a service. 
which is slightly revolutionary these days. <laughs> we don't sell ads. We don't use your data for any purpose other than delivering you an amazing service. And we think that's important. Like too often people aren't given the choice. Like they, they are told that an app is free and that's the only way that it works. But obviously if you're not paying for something, then, then you are, you know, the customer or you are the uh, product. You are the product. Way. Yeah. The second way that we try to earn your trust is by open sourcing as much of the code as possible. Obviously we can't open source the whole app because then anyone would be able to kind of copy our work and potentially, you know, charge for it. But if you go to our GitHub, uh, github.com slash beeper, you'll see about 60 repos that we've published. These include uh, pretty much every chat network that we connect to. Um, all the code that we use in under the hood to connect to these services is published there. Uh, we do that for two reasons. One is so you can inspect exactly how Beeper interfaces with each one of these different networks, um, inspect the code and understand it. The second reason is we actually give people the ability to self-host for our cloud services. You can actually uh -huh. self-host the connection yourself uh, so that the code is never even running on our servers. And then the third way uh, with Beeper Mini is we've actually um, done what's called a red team security analysis on ourselves. We've uh, deconstructed our own awesome. app, analyzed everything that gets sent over the network layer, and published that. So if you go to our blog, uh, blog.beeper.com, um, you can see that we've got a post called How Beeper Mini Works. And we go into uh, graphic detail here, including <laughs> um, Wireshark, uh, Wireshark analysis of all the packets oh, that go over the wire. And you can see. I love Wireshark. Uh, That's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we, you know, going back to the first point, like we want you to be able to trust exactly how this app works and no better way to do it than to just let you see it. That's awesome to hear. I'm super excited about that. And now I want to see you at DEF CON because I think it would be super fun to put you in a room with a bunch of hackers. <laughs> well, actually, the person who, you should, who, who should be there is the 16-year-old uh, security researcher who cracked the iMessage code. Wow, uh, I agree. His handle is <laughs> JJ wild. Tech, and he is somewhat of a very gifted individual. Phenom. Um, yeah, so he's uh, that he would he would do he would do a great gifted is an understatement. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I w I would I mean so, Shannon I know you're a big DefCon fan but I would I avoid the West Coast when DefCon is happening just because I'm <laughs> fearful of what could happen. But anyway, uh, Michelle, you you the next so, question? <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to touch on two little two small aspects. You you seem like you know really optimistic about the future of this app. Obviously, you know it's doing really well today with the press and users. And um, a lot of users are wondering, like, why you're charging $2 a month, given that, um, you know, this app is directly connecting to Apple servers, they're relating the messages directly to the phone. And you did publish a blog post, like, after the announcement went live that talked about some of the features you want to add to Beeper Mini, including importing chat history, text search, and yeah. all this other stuff. Um, but one thing that um, a lot of users have been bringing up is, you know, is there a possibility that this app may invoke the eye of Sauron, you know, the, the big fruit <laughs> company may take a notice and they might not like what they're seeing. Is there a possibility that Beeper Mini, you know, may not well, be, first of all, be around? Like, for... I, I've heard people mention that, but I'm kind of <laughs> shocked that people think that because at the end of the day, Beeper Mini actually makes iPhone users' lives better. So today, you know, we're all Android users, so we know what it's like. But on the other side of the equation, all of the friends that you chat with who have an iPhone are forced to send you SMSs in order to chat with you or find out, you know, one of the other apps that you use. But at the end of the day, it's not as simple as just opening their messages app. 
And so today, by virtue of not having an iMessage app for Android, Apple is currently penalizing their own users. Like here in the Bay Area, there's these billboards on the 101 that just says like iPhone equals security or iPhone equals privacy. They don't have an asterisk after that that says, well, unless you're chatting with someone on Android. And so Beeper Mini actually increases the privacy of iPhone users. <laughs> like as an iPhone user, I would want my friends to download Beeper Mini because then I know that my conversations with them are encrypted and we get full resolution images and videos and all of the other features that I've come to expect from chat. And so at the end of the day, like I think Apple will be, should be happy that Beeper Mini exists. And, you know, they've obviously gone out of their way over the last three weeks to mention that they are building RCS into messages. So it's not that crazy to imagine, right? They're already thinking that they've made a mistake. Like there, there needs to be interoperable messaging between iPhone and Android. And, you know, they mentioned that over the next year, RCS might come out. Uh, it's still TBD exactly what will be supported. Um, I think they mentioned that they're going to try to support the GSMA version of RCS, which honestly, I've never even read the RCS spec. It's incredibly difficult to, to understand. The only people on earth who understand RCS all work at Google and it's not clear that anyone besides Google actually runs a RCS server at this moment. I think that all the carriers currently use Google's RCS server. And so, yeah, like I think that RCS is, you know, a good protocol or good enough protocol. Deeper cloud actually supports RCS today. So, you know, we already have that. Um, whether it works in practice still remains to be seen. And, yeah, I guess I'm not as optimistic about that all coming to fruition that quickly and maybe that perfectly. Well, it's it's. I, I just have to laugh because, I mean, I, I, you were totally – and Eric, you were absolutely right. Shannon, you were right. Michelle, you were right. The security element, the, the encryption element, but from a society element, like I'm coming at it from – it's literally the color – Bubble, and I was explain. I was explaining to my wife how we have a mutual friend who, when she she's now married, but when she was dating, she said she'd meet a guy on the dating apps, and then they'd move to text. And if he was a green bubble, bubble, she was done. And I was just like, I, and, and I was like, come wow. on, really? Yeah. So like, this could eliminate that. Think about that world that, that'll open up to. But um, but Eric, I did want to follow up to Michelle's question. So like, obviously, the question is, what does Cupertino think? But what does Mountain View think? You know, like how, you know, with all the efforts that Google is taking towards bringing Google Messages to bridge the gap and get the message and stuff like that, do you think that this is something that Google would be happy about as well too? So. I mean, I would hope they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the, one, the, one of the number one reasons people complain about switching from iPhone to Android is missing out on group chats. Right. And Beeper Mini is literally an app you download and it solves that problem in about 30 seconds. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, honestly, like it's 2023. We shouldn't have problems communicating. There shouldn't be artificial silos that divide us. Like yeah. we live in the future. How come messaging doesn't feel like the future? Agreed. You shouldn't have to buy an entirely new phone just to use a messaging app. Exactly. Or or mm -hmm. use use yeah. use the messaging app as a deterrent to get people to buy your phone. Honestly, that's really what it is. You know, and that that's what been my, my issue with Apple. And so, if you on. look at yeah. if you look at what's happening in Europe, um, the Europeans recently passed a law called the Digital Markets Act. Yep. Uh, it's a pretty broad piece of legislation that actually has some pretty good some pretty good things in it it's, it's 
it's basically like a GDPR for these large tech companies that mandates that the large internet, you know, uh, the big the big tech companies open interoperable interfaces for their networks. And so it's it's the law in Europe. It's going to be coming into force April 1st, 2024. Um, and most of the largest chat platforms will fall under the uh, under that domain. And so, like, the, the winds of change are moving. Like, this is the direction that things are going. We, we know that there is, like, uh, interoperability is, is, is here. It's on the horizon. It's happening. And so, even in the States, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And I think, you know, Beeper Mini and Beeper in general is a very clear expression of what it looks like when we have an interoperable chat, yeah. you know, network. So we did uh, – our live audience are full of questions. We're not going to get to all of them, but uh, we did have one which I thought was uh, great. Killbot404 want to know, what happens if Beeper Mini messages another Beeper Mini? <laughs> uh, so my wife is an Android user, uh, of course, and we, for the purposes of testing, have been using iMessage between ourselves for the last three months. And so we've been messaging each other. Through Beeper Mini, through iMessage, uh, mostly to test it, but also because it just works. It's a good app. It just, it just, it's routing the messages through iMessage. It's as if it was two iMessage yeah. users, right? Which is very funny. Exactly. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you'd mentioned, Michelle, you had mentioned, you know, that they laid out their product roadmap for Beeper Cloud as well as Beeper Mini. Um, Eric, I feel like this is, you know, it's been a very, very long day for you, but it's also just the beginning, right? So, um, you know, in terms of, uh, in terms of the reaction, I got to imagine stability, making sure everything works, everything's bug free, and then you guys are just going to get into iterating mode. Or what's next for Beeper Mini? I guess so. So this is only you know version one point uh, So there's there's a lot to come after that. Um, we have you know tons of new features that we're working on. Uh, we've published a blog post um, where we talk about, you know, some of the near-term roadmap, things like being able to import your chat history, uh, a couple different message types that we haven't gotten to yet. Um, and then over the kind of longer term, we're going to be focused on bringing other chat networks into Beeper Mini, adding SMS, adding RCS, adding WhatsApp, adding Signal, adding all of the other 10 you know, to 15 networks that Beeper supports into the app and making it into a true multi-platform uh, messenger. Cool. Um, do you guys have any plans for any sort of backup type or I guess the cloud? I mean, that element there, because that's, that's one thing. Every time I get a new phone, I use a ancient yeah. app SMS backup restore to back up my SMS messages and the restore them to the new phone. If I get a new phone, I'm using Beeper. Is it will be a world where just being everything is there or? Yeah, we that's that's on the list. We yeah. we didn't ship with the ability to kind of transfer to a new device. That is something that we're working on. Cool. Excellent. All right. Well, um anybody else have any other questions that we want to ask Eric while we still got them? Uh, <laughs> Thank you for being so transparent. That was really interesting. Yes. No, we're happy to and we're very responsive. Um if any, you know, anyone who's using Beeper Mini has any questions, we actually have a five-person support team to help out with all of these different you know things that may come up um so don't hesitate there's a button inside the app that you can use to report a problem or ask a question um and we are happy to chat we spend a lot of time chatting 
Excellent. Yeah, I know someone in the someone in our chat actually was saying they were running into a problem, so uh, they should definitely reach out to support and get Please. taken care of, right? Um, uh, <laughs> it blew past me. We got so many people talking, but yeah, I definitely de- definitely know that, that was happening. Um, yeah. But hey, congratulations, man! You guys, you you, you rock. Thank I you. think you rock the 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 mobile world today with this announcement. We, well, it's it's just day one, yeah. so we'll uh, <laughs> we've got some work to do. Excellent. Yeah, it's really good. Thank you very much for having me on, and. Um, yeah. yeah, so everyone should go to Beeper.com and get their hands on Beeper Mini uh, and then go to the Please. Google Play Store and install the app and check it out. And uh, and it's $1.99 a month, right, to, uh, after the trial? So. That's it, with a yeah. free, free week trial. Yeah. Support your devs. Support your devs, exactly. <laughs> Agreed. So, Eric, thank you so much. We'll let you get back. Hopefully you get some rest. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and we'll look forward to seeing the future of Beeper. So, excellent. See ya. Thanks Great job. Much. Thanks, Eric. Wow. That was a lot. Was I mean, cool. I, I, I kind of wanted to like go back a little bit. And I think something I, I mean, I talked to one of my good friends who is a friend of the show, Vishnu, um, and he's an Android dev. He's an iPhone. And I think he, he wanted to kind of actually separate the conversation out of the blue green thing and go back to basically saying, you know, iMessage has become its own social network in a sense. And so it's not for people like him who choose, who would, who don't mind Android at all, but who choose to be on iOS that, yeah, missing out on missing out on the social aspects and being able to, you know, it's the same reason why a lot of us are still on Facebook and other places where you want to be part of the conversation and, and you want to be part of your like your motorcycle group or your local like, you know, gym group or your hiking group. And if they're all on using iMessage and you're the green the green like bubble, you kind of miss that on that social aspect. And so mm-hmm. even even the status thing aside, just being able to participate with other people yeah. on social networks. I mean, you, we have this conversation all the time with RCS and things can, like that. You have to go where the I can actually is. give you a very specific example because when I texted my cousin with an with an iPhone about this, he's like, oh, you finally got an iPhone, right? No, I'm just like, I still have my Android phone. I'm still using, I just have this new app that I that I installed. And he's like, um, like he he remembers like in, in high school, it was actually like a big deal because all his um, Android using friends were left out of like the iMessage games they were playing. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. They were all playing like eight ball in class and all their Android friends were left out. So there's definitely this social, this peer pressure aspect involved with the green bubble. My, blue my, bubble my, sis, my sister told me about it with my nieces in middle school when kids are starting to get phones. And there was real, I mean, like that Wall Street Journal article was real. Like there was real shunning of kids with Android phones that don't have iPhones because, you know, whether they can't afford it, their family can't afford it or whatnot. And so normalizing, I think, is, ama- is an amazing thing to do. Um, and actually, uh, Reverb Mike in the chat uh, asked the question, you know, is a blue bubble worth two bucks a month? Um, you know, I think th- that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good question. I think two bucks a month, honestly, is, I mean, talking that's about not, money, it's not, a, it's not a lot of money, right? The, the amount of that is one goes thing. into it. And, yeah, and, it's, and, it's, yeah, and for me, it's less about is it worth it rather do you want to support the people who are really trying to bring fundamental change to this world? Personally, for me, I think Beeper Mini is fantastic. I think this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I am not switching to it. I am not paying the dollar ninety nine a month because I'm waiting for SMS and RCS and WhatsApp. Like, I want to make sure that it. Like, I'm a one messaging person right now. And while you know, Michelle, we were talking. We were, we were you know, you were. I saw you were t- talking in the chat and stuff like that. I don't want to be bouncing between Google Messages for SMS and Beeper Mini for iMessage and stuff like that. Especially when I've moved all my Apple friends and family to WhatsApp. Once they bridge this gap and make the the amazing Beeper thing, I will pay more than two bucks a month. I'll pay five bucks a month. I'll pay. You know, like it, I think it'll be well, well worth it personally. So. Um, yeah. yeah. And you really got to look at your own context and like who you're messaging. Like if everyone yeah. you know has an iPhone, then this is a no-brainer yeah. to install. So sh- if only like 
if only if you only have like one person who has an iPhone and you like text message and everyone else is on WhatsApp, then there's no right. real point in downloading. And, and it's right? and so it's, it's, it's really going to be person to person. And it's whatever works for you. I mean, Shannon, you're very security minded. Is two yeah. bucks a month worth it being you know that 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 sense of security that you're looking for? Or? Yeah, honestly, like I'm I'm going to look into it further. But I liked a lot of the answers that he gave to my questions, which can pose um, some significant stress to people whenever they're advertising a new product. So I definitely understand that, like, you know, if somebody was a little, little less uh, transparent going forward, but he was very transparent. Yeah. And, and it's not just about the security, like the end to end encryption is great. And the fact that they're looking at security from a hacker mindset, like, that's really important. But he also mentioned that, you know, it's opening up the availability of me to be able to send my sister a whole bunch of pictures and she gets them on high resolution. Like I can get videos that she's sending to me uh, when my little niece opens her birthday present. Like there's little things like that that make $2 a month worth it because I can save those high resolution videos that I currently don't have access to. Yep. Yeah, um, so um, we're going to move on in just a second to more messaging talk. But just be, just before we leave off, for those of you that want to try Beeper Mini and that go through the process of you know uh, signing up, it, you should be aware that what, what Beeper Mini is doing is registering your phone number with iMessages. So if you decide that Beeper Mini isn't for you after trying it, you have to make sure you go into the app and unlink your phone number from iMessages. Because otherwise, if you don't do that, as a friend of mine put it, if you continue to message your uh, iOS having friends, your your messages to them or their messages to you might go into a black hole. Into the ether. Uh, be- right. Into the ether. <laughs> into the into the uh, iMessage ether. So feel know. free to try it, but make sure you, if it's not for you and you uninstall Beeper that you unregister from iMessages so that you can still talk to those blue bubble heaven folks. And it's really easy. I did I did it's both. Really I, I downloaded easy. the app, I installed it, I deregistered, and then I did it again just to do, you know, like just to make sure. We're, yeah, it's yeah. in the settings. So it is an app, yeah, yeah, it's in the settings. Really easy. And if yeah. you want more information on Beeper, uh, we got to give a, a, a little golf clap round of applause to our own Michelle here, who who did a fantastic piece on Android Authority. Um, Michelle, bravo on this one. Really in depth. Uh, this must have taken a while to put together, right? I mean, it was. You know, tell tell us a little about the article. Yeah, it's just a, a very extensive hands-on with the article because I know that Beeper's own blog posts go into great depth yeah. about how the actual how the app actually works under the hood. So I thought I'd go from a more consumer perspective, like what's it like using the app, why you should use the app, how it's different from the previous solutions like you know Beeper Cloud and the um, short-lived Nothing Chat app that launched for like a day and then was oh, taken down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, well, good job, Michelle. So go, you can find that over on Android Authority, um, and it's always great when a big announcement happens um, and we're in the mix on it. So, and huge thanks to Eric for joining us uh, today to talk about it. So, well, not to be forgotten, but good old Google Messages, as well as some other Google products, have released some new features because they want to let you know, hey, we're still here. The timing on this stuff is crazy, by the way. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Like, the, the Google Messages stuff rolled out last week, right? Yeah, and it's, it's to celebrate 1, million, uh, 1 billion RCS users. And there's a lot of other uh, Android features that drop. But yeah, 1 billion RCS users. And to celebrate, 
um, Google lets you know that there's a bunch of fun to be had in Google Messages, which is kind of ironic because honestly, I'll be using Google Messages a lot less, a little bit, a lot less for a while while I'm using Beeper. But hey, I might be missing out on some fun stuff uh, in Messages. This includes voice moods in your Google Messages, which is basically when you are using the brand new, um, actually, are we on? Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about Photomoji first. Let's talk about Photomoji. Um, if you ever wanted to just react with like a custom image of a cat or a friend or your kids, Google Messages is bringing to you Photomoji where when you are reacting, you can actually add a picture, uh, a picture of your selection. You can pick, pick an object in that photo and that fo and that object in that photo will be emojified for you to send as a reaction to your person or group chat of choice. It will appear as a reaction under the reacted to message, just like any other um, emoji reaction. And it'll actually be saved in a special tab so you can reuse it for later. And as a bonus bonus, if you're in a group chat, other people in the group chat with you can also use any photo emojis you send. If you go to the announcement uh, blog post on the keyword, which is like one of Google's you know, product blogs, you can see an example of a cat photo emoji being made. So if that's something you really wanted and you were just waiting for it, well, you're going to get it real soon. I actually have the Google Messages beta installed right now. I didn't see photo emoji, photo emoji but hopefully coming soon. Um, and yeah, I mentioned this already, but voice moods using kind of the updated voice recorder in Google Messages. You can now just not only record messages of audio messages for your friends and contacts, but now you can add a little mood to <laughs> the recording. I, again, I have the latest beta. I didn't see this, but presumably when you actually record a message, you hit attach, you'll get a new extra interface that shows a bunch of different themes, which shows different color backgrounds, as well as, you know, emoji that kind of can give some emotion and pizzazz to your audio recorded message. I guess kind of letting, giving a heads up to the person you're talking to what the message is like. Um, I suppose there's like an angry emoji if you're telling your husband he left, you know, like the trash out on the street or a happy laughing emoji. Got some fun pics or memes to share with your friends. So check that out. Um, something uh, else is screen effects. Um, if you just don't find, you know, emojis as, you know, uh, communicative enough as you needed, if you send, you know, in Google Messages beta soon enough, a single emoji response to the person you're talking to, depending on what that emoji is, or sorry, it's not an emoji, but a particular... Sorry, I was I'm mixing this up. That is different. There is so much stuff in this. Yeah, this is this is actually picking up the <laughs> words is, "love you" and causes, sorry. So screen effects. Yeah, yeah and it, so the, saying "love you" in the text message has an explosion of hearts and yeah, stuff like that happen. So yeah, it, so. it's not too unlike when you type in Gboard and it starts like either creating stickers for or, you, or like if you type "happy birthday" or type, not to talk about the distinguished competition, but like in the new version of uh, Mac OS, when you give a thumbs up on a video chat and all of a sudden yeah. thumbs up bubbles start flying around you and things yeah. like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so if you if there's there's a set number of phrases. So if you type them and send them, Google Messages will detect that and then send some full screen animation. So for exa the example in the post is if you type I love you, not only will that person get the sincere uh, emotions of your words, but also hearts and sparkles, even doves flying across the screen for a couple seconds. So that's screen effects, my bad. Um, there's more to talk about. There's custom bubbles. Um, if you wanted to change the color of both the background of a chat as well as the color of your bubbles or the person you're talking to bubbles, you can do that. And in fact, you can do it per contact. So if you want to make sure that you don't send the wrong message to your mom 
or to you know people that don't appreciate NSFW humor, you can make sure <laughs> that you appropriately theme your chats based on person, content, audience, uh, and again, that is per contact. And of course, you can always like um, you know. Uh, change that in the settings. And this is what I meant to talk about er late earlier is reaction effects. If the regular, you know, if you don't need, you know, full screen animations from what you type or you don't need no photo emoji, you're just happy using the regular reactions. Well, guess what? They're, they're just going to add some extra on it for you. So if you do use certain reactions like a thumbs up, Google Messages will just give you a little extra. So the example they give is reacting with a, with a single thumbs up, but you still get a bunch of extra thumbs up popping up on the screen when you send that reaction. So just lots of delight and extraness and pizzazz from Google Messages. Um, and, and a little bit less flashy, but kind of interesting is also profiles. Um, you'll soon be able to customize basically a profile, your prof the, the displayed name and picture that people will see when they receive a message from you. And this is really handy when you send someone a message or you receive a message and that person is not in your context. That then, so for, once profiles goes into effect, you'll be able to see instead of just, you know, some number and hoping that it's someone you actually know and not a scammer, um, you'll be able to see hopefully a legit picture and a name, not uh, obviously conclusive to, you know, the true identity of a person, but it kind of helps. So um, that's, then that's kind of like across, you know, Google contacts and accounts. So that's a lot of stuff. There. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a lot of stuff. I will say, a lot of stuff. I, I will say I, um, I was using Google messages and some, and I hearted react, I heart emoji reacted to something and the hearts blew up on the screen and I literally went, I, what? I, did the same I was like, thing. what was that? So, uh, Sh yeah. Shannon, what do you use Google messages or what is your SMS I, app of choice? I do. I got frustrated when like Signal got rid of SMS. It, it, it hurt me to the core. <laughs> so I started using Google Messages when they introduced RCS. But um, I am very, very excited about that photo emoji. I feel like I'm going to create a whole bunch of like Sailor Moon replies <laughs> for my friends because they know I'm such a Moonie. And every single response <laughs> is just going to be like a photo emoji of Sailor Moon's expressions. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I mean, it's it's really cool that they that they did this to, you know, to time it with the RCS kind of milestone. And these are all really, really cool and, and really neat things to keep you engaged in Google Messages. Yeah. But where is my my filtering and my OTP filtering out and the stuff they took away from us, right? Yes. Like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ron, why do you want actual substantive stuff? It's like you're asking for vegetables when Google, when, when Google message is giving you like sprinkled sugar and sprinkle uh, and sprinkle. <laughs> like, why do you, you want, want your cake stuff? and you want to eat I it? Do. Yeah. I do. I mean, call me crazy, <laughs> but yeah, I want, I want, I, but like that wasn't broke. Like, <laughs> like, why did you fix that? That wasn't broke. I would like, if we ever talk to somebody from Google that works on messages, I would like to know why and will that come back because I felt like that was so uh, impactful really so um, mm -hmm. um, but well I mean if you want some actual like substantive features there's a couple more things um, they, they had a, they, the Google products team released another post about a whole bunch of new features I'm not going to go through all of them but there are some things that are pretty handy especially if you have a Wear OS watch um, you can actually control more smart home devices and actually control lighting groups from your Wear OS watch, uh, which is awesome, including like setting like light and temperature uh, from your Wear OS watch uh, for your light groups and your other Google Home devices. You can even like 
turn on and dock your robot, your your, your uh, Google Home compatible robot vac and map. If that's just something you just got to do right now from your Wear OS. Uh, also, you can start. You can actually initiate uh, Google Assistant routines, and and actually, this is pretty awesome. You can actually set your Google Home status to home or away from your Wear OS watch. Uh, not a second too soon because I feel like that kind of stuff is is kind of aces for a wearable, right? When you're on the go and you want to make sure that your home's taken care of, mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. So you can do that. Um, and yeah, a couple of good accessibility things. Um, I, here's your AI story. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say what I, th- what I thought was interesting about all this, uh, about this th- this kind of feature announcement, feature drop, was that it was well-rounded. It was like messages, yeah. Google TV, wearable, yeah. home. It was all that, like, it was it, it was quite comprehensive in ter- as, as well as be just being focused on, like, what Android can do for you and when no, you're yeah. saying uh, AI, right? It's, so, yeah, uh, and AI, and ex- well, actually, and, and AI for accessibility, which I think is something that AI... Um, it is, is a good avenue for AI. So a lot of times for people with uh, blind and low vision, if, you know, a image content on your Android apps don't have good descriptions, a lot of times that's us, our dev's fault. Um, now with TalkBack, which is the Google screen reader, you can have AI generate descriptions for images that don't have accurate text descriptions so that when you're browsing media uh, or any kind of, you know, any on-device media um Again, folks who are blind or have low vision will, you know, be able to have AI uh, give them a good text description. Uh, and then live caption is getting a little bit of extra support in terms of more languages. But now during calls, live caption will not only, you know, caption, you know, the caller, you know, speaking to you, but you can also now text a response that we read out loud to the other person on the call. So there's, you know, an, basically adding, you know, both ways to, you know, um, listen, listen, uh, you know, listen and respond, uh, even if you cannot speak or hear. So AI stuff, um, sorry, not AI, but accessibility and AI. Yeah. Uh, and just not to clarify, those, those live caption changes mm-hmm. already existed on pixel phones. Google mm-hmm. is just making it, uh, available on more Android devices now. So it's no longer pixel exclusive, the expanded language support and the live caption in phone calls feature. Right. Accessibility, something that should be inclusive anyway. But yeah, thanks for mm-hmm. thanks for clarifying. Yeah. A lot of stuff there. So that's a whole lot Too of yeah, stuff. that's a lot of features to roll out. <laughs> but there's one if there's one feature a lot of us really, really want Google to roll out, it's the Find My Device Network they announced. I forget how long ago actually. Was it last was it at Google I.O. I think? Yeah, it was at Google, at Google I.O. Yeah. They announced the Find My Device Network. But then in late July, they announced that they are holding on the release of Find My Device Network because they wanted to wait for Apple to roll out unwanted tracker alert detection in iOS. Because the argument was that if Google um, released Find My Device Network and then tag manufacturers released their tracker tags that were compatible with it, well, then those tracker tags could be used to stalk and potentially you know, harass iPhone users because they wouldn't have any protections built in to detect those tags. So Google... Um, decided to hold off on releasing Find My Device Network until Apple rolls out an update to iOS that brings unwanted tracker tag detection. It's been several months since that initial announcement of the delay, and to date, there has still been no word on when Apple will actually implement unwanted tracker tag detection, which means we still don't know when Find My Device Network will actually roll out to users. And it's unfortunate because, you know, this is holding back a potentially really useful feature for Android users. Like, there's going to be a lot of travel. There already has been a lot of travel this holiday season, but none of us can use, like, an AirTag equivalent for our luggage, for our personal possessions, things like that, and a lot of us would want to do that. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for something that's equivalent to the AirTag to 
stick onto my luggage. Like Samsung has something, they have a Galaxy tag, but it only relies on the network that's generated by other Samsung devices. An Android equivalent network would include billions of devices and would be very equivalent in functionality to Apple's Find My network. But unfortunately, it looks like we're going to have to continue waiting because the specification that Apple says they are um, implementing their own unwanted tracker attack detection based on has still not been finalized and is on track for being finalized, hopefully by the end of the year. But then, <sighs> even if it is finalized, we don't know how long it'll take for Apple to actually roll out a feature Come based on, on. it. So, well, and, who knows? And this is such a this is such a weird situation because Google's doing the right thing by holding it back. Yes, mm-hmm. and I don't know what Apple's motivations are in holding it up. If it's just resources priority, like who knows what it is? You know, like you know, I've I've worked at big companies, and you work, you've got your list of priorities and things like that. Maybe this isn't a priority for them. But Shannon, you 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 seem visibly yeah, uh, frustrated distressed. by this. <laughs> <laughs> Apple has every incentive to slow walk this. Like they have I no just, reason to go fast on this. Yeah. Oh, I want it to be a thing so that I can put trackers in my luggage and I can just track them with any of my Android phones, and it won't matter which one I have. Like, oh, I'm just waiting for this to be a thing and then I will feel so much more secure and less anxiety whenever I'm traveling that's it well, that's what all. I think is funny is that like especially coming off the messaging conversation right where which is like oh Apple why are you doing this now this is like completely different and it's the same thing happening right where Google is promoting <laughs> is. something that that is that seems to be good for the community seems to be good for the user base and Apple is holding it up right and so uh it's weird how it doesn't even matter what the what the functionality is, but like the same the same thing happens. <laughs> I, I, we need a we need a some gadget guy Juan ranch uh, to just automatic soapbox on while how, how Apple opened up a Pandora's oh, yes. box of security issues and is just you know instead of closing the box or putting stuff back in, they're just you know like finding more crap to pull out the box yep. or at least stop everybody else from fixing it. So and to uh, Pat Michelle on the back again, he had a great uh, post on Threads about all this, right, Michelle? Right. Yeah, I was just following up on the 9 to 5 Google article, yeah. which brought it to my attention. I had forgotten <laughs> that it was still delayed. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, to Shannon, to clarify, as a very security and privacy you know, uh, conscious person, you, you do not currently use any kind of like AirTaggy type trackers or anything just because? No, I, I tried using the Samsung ones, but again, the limitations of it just working on like the Samsung network didn't make it very reliable for me. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't using them and I've, I will not touch an Apple AirTag. So, yeah. cause I, I just can't use it with my Android phones. Like it's, yeah. there's no reason for me to purchase one. Yeah. yeah. So, so- and that makes sense because it, it, the, the networks rely on other 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 phones of that are compatible to actually right. do the location. So it's a really right. good point. I never thought of, I didn't actually think about that when looking at the Samsung tags that if not everybody's, if not more people are using them, they get the, the effectiveness goes down. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So a couple of great comments in the chat. I mean, cousin Aja points out, you know, they work quickly together on COVID notification protocols. There's no reason for this. Right. And although that's a different situation, <laughs> you know, general society's health, but yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but Killbot 404 again with the great question ask, what's the reason Google has to wait on Apple for? Um, and Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong. It's this is it, they're holding it back on purpose because it's going to be impactful with Apple's to protect, involved, to protect Apple users. To, yeah, yeah. It's a protection situation. It's not. This isn't a case of well, we'll release it and then iterate, right? This is something where it's, this is all in or not. And Apple committed to doing it. They're just slowing it down, right? So, uh, wild. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to talk about something that will make everybody happy, um, and that <laughs> actually. 
those of you who are supporting Android Faithful over at patreon.com slash Android Faithful, every week you get to vote on a news story for us to talk about here on the show. Um, and this week uh, we had three stories. Um, the one that got the least number of votes, 7% of the vote, was that uh, the, 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 the kind of revelation that Activision Blizzard was once planning to launch its own Android app store for games. Um, I don't think that would have gone very well, but still. Um, no. <laughs> then with 16% of the vote coming in second, uh, the fact that Amazon redesigned the, the Alexa app and it looks a whole lot like Google Home now, which is funny. Um, but I, I, whatever, we're not talking about it because that didn't win. I have thoughts though. Um, but the story <laughs> that did win with 78% of the vote uh, and talk about giving us something that we've wanted for years, Google will make it easier to set custom ringtones on Android. The folks over at 9to5Google uh, broke this news. Or didn't, I don't know if they broke it. They actually didn't break it, but they're reporting on it. Um, and it's one of the things that we talk about a lot. Um, and 9to5Google uh, pointed out, assembled the bug on X, Twitter, Twix, whatever, um, pointed out that Google Contacts is going to get a separate section for contact ringtones um, and, and assemble debug uh, uh, on X says the new section will make it easier to set ringtones for contacts. You can play the ringtones here which you have set for contacts. If you have set ringtones for any contact before, they will also appear here. Um, and my question is whether or not uh, this, w- and this is all within the contacts app and Android. My main question is, is that does this affect text messages notifications as well? Because that's what I really want. I want to hear a different notification chime based on who sends it. But this is a step in the right direction and something I know we've all wanted. I mean, you could do, and as... You know, Burke points out in the chat, our dear love, our beloved Burke, uh, you've been able to do custom ringtones forever, <laughs> at least on, on Pixel phones. Um, and while you can, having this on the Android level and for everybody allows everybody mm-hmm. to do it. And there are third party apps that let you do it, but it would be nice to have in the operating system side of things. Um, although I can't tell you the last time my phone rang, I've had my phone turned off forever. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think it does work for incoming messages. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, right now you do can, you can do it, but you have to manage it through the contacts page. So, so yeah. you don't, you know, you can't tell like who, like who, have, who haven't you, you, who haven't you bestowed a custom ringtone all in one place. So easier management, better for users. Yeah. So Yeah. This page just adds an, an easier way to set custom ringtones. Mm-hmm. So it's not technically new functionality. It just makes it a lot easier to do. And this is only if you're using the Google Contacts app, by the way, which, right. you know, if you use some other, a lot of other OEMs, they ship their own Contacts app. Samsung has their own Contacts app. But if you use Google Contacts, this is one feature you can look forward to. Yep. Cool. All right, so go to patreon.com slash Faithful, where every week you can vote on a story for us to talk about. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, so up next, we're going to talk about some hardware. Uh, and Shannon, what are your thoughts on OnePlus? Have you got to play with the OnePlus Open yet? Have you? Are you on the OnePlus train? No. Well, I, I got to touch one at an event. When I had several friends that had open, so I got to play with them. And it's a nice phone. I was very impressed with it. I was impressed with the cameras and with the, the how smooth the screen was. Yep. It was. It's a good phone. So... I'm I'm looking forward to what OnePlus is doing for us in the coming year. Well, yeah, well, so yesterday was the 10th anniversary of OnePlus as a company, right? Congratulations to our friends at OnePlus, mm-hmm. you know, round of applause. I remember being on our old show, All About Android, with Gina Trapani, who got the OnePlus One, the first OnePlus phone, and show and I remember being in person looking at it like oh my god this is a it's a new company and it's, it felt so exciting at the time and we've definitely had um, you know a roller coaster of emotions with OnePlus over these past 10 years um, from their marketing missteps early on uh, to the telescoping camera that came out that, that was just so cool that I had on my OnePlus 7 um, 7 Pro was awesome. it was so cool um, to then Carl Pay leaving and OnePlus really kind of like not mattering for a few years. Uh, but now I feel like we're in a OnePlus renaissance. We're in a OnePlus, a OnePlus essence. Um, and today in China, OnePlus rolled out or, or, or un, uh, unveiled uh, the, OnePlus, uh, the OnePlus 12. Uh, which is the which is the new phone uh, new flagship coming from them? Uh, it's going to be rolled out in the U.S. next month in January. Um, and actually, if you go to their website uh, oneplus.com/us/launch/twelve, uh, they have a little teaser about how the OnePlus arrives in early 2024, um, and you can sign up to get notifications for it. Um, but the OnePlus 12 is here, and we saw a bunch of uh, we saw a bunch of leaks and stuff like this over the past couple of weeks. Um, but it's really exciting. It's uh, so it's running the Snapdragon 8 Gen 3, um, and it's got 24 gig of RAM and one ter- terabytes of storage. Um, mm. You get a big battery, a big chunka battery uh, with 5,400 milliamps um, there on there. And uh, yeah, and they've got that Hasselblad camera going on in the back and some very pretty colorways, at least with that green. They've got a black version, a white version, and the green uh, coloring on the phone. Um, so now the OnePlus 12 is r- official and real. What do we all think about it? Uh, you know, uh, Shannon, is, is this as nice as the OnePlus Open, you think, even though, even though we haven't seen it in person? Oh, right? oh dang the vapors. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This thing is sexy. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> it looks so good. And the fact that the hardware specs are, like, so upgraded, it has it, it's piqued my interest. Yep. I, I, my interest has been peaked over here, and I want to get my hands on one. I don't like to say like, "Oh, this is going to be my favorite phone" or anything like that before I've actually used it. So I'm just waiting until I can get my hands on one and review it, and then I'll definitely have my my ideas about it. I, I really want to see OnePlus actually commit 
to implementing wireless charging. Like, if you're going <laughs> to implement yeah. point that out, yeah. stick to it. Because yes. they had wireless charging in the OnePlus 9 series. They they were, like, make, hyping it up. You know, we're, we're bringing the fastest wireless charging in the U.S. They had 50-watt charger. And then OnePlus 10 and 11, gone. Now OnePlus 12, it looks to be coming back. OnePlus Open didn't have it, and a lot of people were upset at that. And, like, if I buy the OnePlus 12 at whatever price it is, hopefully it's pretty affordable, and I get this wireless charger... Will the OnePlus 13 have wireless charging? Like, can I assume it will? Because we don't know, because they don't seem to have a commitment to wireless charging. And it would be nice to see if they actually stick with it this time. Yeah. I mean, the the wireless charging, I feel like, is the big sticking point for a lot of us, especially coming out of the oh, OnePlus cool. Open uh, announcement. But yeah, this 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 sucker looks very pretty, and I'm I'm ex- yeah. I'm excited for January to come around with the U.S. launch for 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 it. Um, I want to get my hands on one too, Shannon. Uh, like I like that green. I like a phone that doesn't. I, yeah, I want a phone that doesn't look like another phone. That's all I want out of life. <laughs> <laughs> so many people don't care about the color, but I need my aesthetics. Okay, I need my I, nice mm-hmm. aesthetics. I gotta tell you, I got. I, I mean, I'm st- I'm using the blue. It's on the the lighting doesn't show, but I'm using Ooh, the blue one. So yeah, the OnePlus, um, not OnePlus. Sorry, uh, Google Pixel, Pixel 8 Pro. And I gotta say, it like I was watching. We were watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade a couple of weeks ago, and my daughter saw the Pixel commercial and said, "Dad, it's your phone." And it's because of the blue, Aww. right? Like she connected. Like it doesn't look. She doesn't say that to my wife. Like it doesn't look when she's in iPhone commercial. Like it, you, the phone's visual identity, I think, is so so important and i and again in the same roller coaster like we've gone through with OnePlus where um with phone designs we went from you know smartphone chocolate bar design to like crazy designs with Nextbit and HTC and all this sort of stuff to then we got back to a little more of the sameness and now i feel like we're coming out of a same and this could be like a post pandemic like people got back to work and wanted to get creative and stuff like that i don't know what it is i don't care as long as the phones look different i'm happy so <laughs> that that is a thing actually in japan i managed to scope out quite a few pixels and it is because of the distinctiveness of the camera bar that it's easy to see mm-hmm. even yeah. with the case on yeah. um and so that is that is that is the thing the aesthetics yeah. uh if it, nothing else for being for being able to peep other people's phones and admire yeah and it's important to note that the OnePlus 12 has the same camera system as the OnePlus open with the Hasselblad and the um all the all those specs and all that sort of stuff so all the great stuff all the great talking you heard about the cameras on the OnePlus open will apply to the OnePlus 12 which is great they're just a, you know they're they're paying that technology forward and iterating and you know so uh curious to see get our hands on it and play with it and very very excited so um cool all right well uh that's not it in the world of hardware right uh if we talk about OnePlus, you gotta you gotta talk about samsung yeah and if you're talking about samsung you gotta talk about foldables these days and we don't know too much about the six the six series of these flippables and foldables yet but analyst ross young uh, DSCC Ross on Twix had some things to say and some leaks to give about, if anything, the cover display of the Z Fold 6 and the Z Flip 6. Now, definitely for the flippable, flippable slash cam, clamshell, sorry, clamshells, clamshell version of all the foldables this year, it felt, felt like a kind of a game of like, you know, leapfrog where, okay, well, we have a, this big screen and oh, no, our cover screen's this big and then Razer. Plus, it's just like, well, our our screen is just the whole dang front cover. Well, Samsung, of course, not to be done, apparently, uh, is going to have an even bigger cover screen. I think the report is that the Z Flip 6 cover display will be approaching 3.9 inches. I forgot to look up what the Razer Plus is, although I have one right here. Um, but it just seems that that cover display is, you know, a huge point for flippables these days. And Samsung, of course, probably seeing the success and the hype around the 
the Razor Plus is just going to in big and things like everybody else. I, I would like to make a point that the <laughs> very first branded Android phone, the G1, had a 3.2 inch display screen on it. Oh yeah. So this is you're talking about this display, the the folded front screen on the Flip 6 will be bigger than some of the first generation smartphones back in the day. Oh, One thing you got to keep in mind though when comparing phones from back in the day to today is the aspect ratio because we used mm. to have like 16 by 9 phones and now you know we have these really tall narrow ones. Yep. Speaking of which, you know that report Ross mentioned that the cover display on both the Z Flip 6 and Z Fold 6 will be bigger. I'm wondering if the Z Fold 6's cover display will be wider as a result or if it'll be even taller. Like It'd be kind of ridiculous if they made it even taller than it already is, but if they made it wider, I think that would make a huge difference yeah. in well, and, and that's like the number one, I think, complaint that I think every, 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 everyone, in, everyone in this sphere, like I think most people just, the, the number one thing that is wrong, if you want to say that, about the Z Fold series is just that cover screen is too dang narrow. And I'll be honest, I still kind of like a shorter aspect ratio. I don't know if it's just my particular thumb thumb range that I don't need a super tall phone. If they make that Z Fold any taller, I'm not going to get a 6 as much as I have adored my uh, Fold 5 and 4. So let's hope that they're listening to the feedback and making it wider. I'm with you there. Shannon, how do you feel about foldables in general? Are you I like them. Yeah. Um, I've I've really enjoyed my Google Pixel Fold. Like I've I've been messing around with that for months and months. It's one of my primary devices. And uh, if I'm comparing the two, I use the Pixel Fold a lot more than I use my Fold Five, just because that front screen is so narrow. Like it's it's just not something that works for me in my like really bad eyeballs when I'm trying to type things out. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I, I'm 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 a sucker for foldables I, again because I don't want phones to look any yeah, different and that sort of thing. So um, they're great for productivity. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish the cameras weren't such potatoes. So oh, I know the Open yeah. doesn't have a potato like OnePlus Open, but the other ones do. <laughs> they, it, it's it's a big difference. I actually took my Pixel Eight with me to Japan, and I just. I actually started leaving my Pixel Fold back at the hotel and just bring the Pixel 8 just mm-hmm. because there's such a there's such a jumping quality and that's yeah, yeah I think you're right the 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 more potatoey cameras on the Pixel Fold are kind of a bummer given the cost of the device yep. as well. <laughs> yep. Wow. yep. $1800 potato picks. Yep. <laughs> Well, so uh, just to round out hardware, and this isn't this is this is truly hardware. Um, last uh, what was it? Last week, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about what what company did those fashion designs? What was it? Um, uh, L- Lenovo. Lenovo. Lenovo had that oh. had that like clothes for tablet users or whatever. Um, well, our good friends of at Nothing uh, are very stylish and very fashionable. I got an email today announcing that they are rolling out Nothing Apparel. Um, which is going to be coming this Thursday, December 7th, um, and they're letting you sign up to get notified. And you might wonder, what is Nothing Apparel? Well, they made a short film uh, that, that, oh, that explains it, where you see a youngin going into the, uh, the Nothing headquarters in London um, and gets introduced uh, to the new world of Nothing Apparel, um, which appears to be uh, this very... I don't know, stylish or how you want to call it, 
uh, windbreaker kind of see-through-y kind of uniform rain jacket that has a nice little spot to put in uh, your nothing phone and have the the LEDs light up in the breast pocket. Um, we'll be curious if those are the designs are selling or that's just what he needs to wear to go into the uh, into <laughs> the, the nothing uh, nothing apparel factory. Uh, but nothing's really leaning into apparel uh, coming this Thursday. So we'll see what they we'll see what they have there. So <laughs> you gotta have merch. You're not you're not a real brand if you don't have merch. Exactly. Exactly, and they re- they really they really took the the stylish approach here for it. So <laughs> that Jizo though, when the um the nothing ear ear stick came out, I think they didn't they have like a didn't they premiere them at a fashion show where they had like models down the runway like with the I might misremembering that, but there's definitely like been a they've tried to connect themselves to fashion and yeah. they released the nothing phone on what is that the the the, the site where you can buy expensive Nikes. Uh, oh, it was it was StockX, StockX, <laughs> StockX, StockX, yeah, yeah StockX. StockX. Yep. So they're they're kind of continuing this like adjacency or connection to fashion and coolness, uh, which. Which, to be fair to that young man, you know, in the video, I think it was purposeful that he could use a little more cool in his life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the way the framing of the ad. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I'm a bad dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. The, the cross-section of hardware and fashion, though, is just very – we see with the, with the purse phone and then the uh, Lenovo clothes and now this. But, yeah, fun times. All right, um, let's talk about some apps because it is that time of year. It's the end of the year. It's December. 2023 is coming to a close. And so Google Play has rolled out uh, the best apps of 2023. Um, And this is a a fun game I like to play every year in that have you ever heard of this app? (laughs) Because there's so many apps in the world. And luckily this year I have heard of a bunch of them, but there's some I hadn't heard of. So I'm curious what you guys think of. So the best app overall from the Google Play Store is uh, an app called Imprint. Learn visually uh, from Polywise, which is an educational app that uh, that drives psychology, philosophy, personal development, history, etc., um, through visual learning. Um, has anyone heard of Imprint before this? Nope. Nope. No, and I don't want to point this out too hard, but it seems to have a 3.8 rating on this store. Right, and only a hundred thousand downloads. <laughs> right. Like, look, I, yeah, I mean. You can, you can only trust app store reviews so far because let, let me tell you people are mean and I think they're usually especially if they're mad they're unfairly mean but three point eight is kind of I wouldn't say sus but it, that's a little surprising from an especially app c- especially considering <laughs> that you. especially considering that Google Play on the business side has a a a, a mandatory um, rule that they will not promote you unless you have a four star or above app. Right, so I wonder if this was higher and that driven down once it got announced, or I don't know what the history, oh, like the, the history of it, or whatever thing. it was. But like, because I, I know you know at jobs I've worked on and stuff like that, we worked at Google and we're like, can you promote the app? They're like, well, you need to get your rating up above four. So I'm um, very curious about that. But um, but yeah, so the user choice winner for best app of the year is ChatGPT. Oh, of course, user there we go. ChatGPT. Uh, I was wondering. I was like, at least at least Google's pick wasn't a popularity contest, but then the user choice winner, of course. <laughs> And do we really think ChatGPT is the app of the year, just not only in Android, but in general, just in terms of being like transformative, changing the way people... There's business? nothing remarkable about the Android app. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a functional app, but like the app itself is not anything remarkable. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a, uh, it's just a uh, call it a uh, interface into the, the AI technology, yeah. right? Yeah. If it, if it works, I mean, uh, to contrast, 4.8 stars, but I mean... Yeah. <laughs> 
Not that that means they're everything. rating the quality of ChatGPT itself, not the yeah, exactly. yeah. not the app <laughs> itself, right? Yeah, yeah. So. This is like on Amazon reviews when someone reviews like how fast they got the shipping rather than the actual item themselves. Right. I love that. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> um, all right, so the the best app for fun is Bumble, which we've all heard. I've never used because I got married after it came out, or I was, I was with my partner <laughs> yeah. after it came out. But yeah, I got married. <laughs> but sure, I get it. A three point six uh, star rating in the App Store, by the way. But uh, um, so best for personal growth, Void Pet Garden Mental Health, um, which I had never heard of. Has anybody heard of this? It has four point eight four point eight stars in the in the App Store. Um, where I guess you you can collect emotions uh, based on meditation and and uh, I don't know exactly what this is or not, but it's a. Uh, I don't think I want to collect a strange. Is it? No. I, I'm fine without a strange collecting the strange. Is it like a Pokemon like style gamification of your mental health? If so, that's interesting. Well, hmm. I mean, people people who actively seek out and install this app seem to really like it. Yeah. Four point eight stars yeah. is yeah. pretty good. I wonder if it's a way of like, I mean, because obviously part of you know any other kind of like self care is just consistency and being able to kind of like do it every day and re- you know kind of reap long term benefits. I guess. I mean, I know we're making fun of it, but I guess I, we should probably know more about it. And and gamification doesn't seem like a bad way to encourage people to kind of take their, you know, be consistent with their mental health and, and, and really dive into something. Well, so Google's um, own editorial about the app was, emotions can feel like anything from wild animals to well-trained house pets. And that's the idea behind this delightfully engaging app. With a combination of game-like elements, vibrant colors, and simple language – Simple. I feel like that's code for you're stupid. And simple language, Void Pet encourages you to check in, name your feelings, and analyze their impact. Come back regularly to discover mindfulness exercises meant to grow your virtual garden and real life well being. So if if, <laughs> if if you're having challenges with your emotions, uh, check out Void Pet. So, um, all right. Uh, so the best app with AI was not ChatGPT. <laughs> ChatGPT. <laughs> Character AI, AI-powered chat, which is the ability wow. to chat with user-created AI characters. <laughs> All right. 4.6. Wait, is this a separate chat app? Yes. Is it? Oh, gosh. So, no, there's too many. So you can, you can, you can create <laughs> fake people and talk to them. <laughs> That sounds like catfishing. It kind of does, but like you're, you're no. catfishing, you're, you're catfishing you yourself. yourself. Okay, congratulations, you catfished yourself. Um, oh goodness! Uh, and best everyday essential app was hey. Artifact, uh, Artifact, the news app, which we we talked about and all about Android earlier this year. It's got four point two stars. I still use Artifact every now and then. It's a, I, it's a good news app. So I I use it every every week for for us when we com, 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 for compiling uh, links for the show. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, cool. I'm an artifact scholar now, because um, <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the gamification of artifacts. Yeah. They they give you. I like artifact. It was by by, by ex Instagram yeah. people, right? Yeah, they they did. Yeah, Wait, yeah is it yeah. good for like is it good for like bookmarking all of your news into one spot so it's easy to find whenever you need to actually access it? To be perfectly frank, I use Pocket for that. <laughs> oh, but I think it, it's it's done better at about suggesting new stories that I like. I mean. I would rather look at cool. artifacts suggestions to me than Google Discover. Google Discover gives me mm-hmm. absolute garbage these days. But I think Artifact, even though I think the publishers that it lists are limited, are, have been you know kind of consistent, and they have kind of nice features. I I don't remember if they're still in effect, but they try to do things like de-click betafy if that's cool. a verb now. They do, which I uh, really I like, really like that the fact that you can yeah, no. yeah you can you can see, yeah. you can like or dislike something you can report something for being inappropriate, but you can also mark it as clickbait, which is awesome. So yeah. 
I like yeah. um, you probably there probably is a bookmarking section, Shannon, but I just use Pocket because I do. And the the <laughs> other in their in their app description, they they also highlight you know about paywalls because Ooh. I, I can't stand Ooh. when. That's you like yeah when you get to well it doesn't avoid the paywall rather what it does mm-hmm. is that when you hit your limit you're like you get like three articles from Vanity Fair if you don't pay it will then yeah. snooze that publisher for thirty days until you can read articles again which I think is great so really oh, cool. really smart okay so um, all right best hidden gem app was Aware Mindfulness and Well Being I always feel like these mindfulness and well being apps always do well in these end of the year things. Right, like I feel like every year it's another like you know um, mindful one. Uh, best for families was the Paw Patrol Academy app, um, oh, which uh, I just watched the Paw Patrol Mighty movie with my children the, this past weekend. Uh, so maybe I should check this out. Although I don't want them to know that my devices have games on them, so maybe I won't do that. Um, cool. And then what I thought was also interesting was they had some subcategories, um, including the best multi-device apps of 2023, oh. which, you know, we talk about their commitment to tablets with the Pixel tablet, and we talk about, you know, the Pixel Fold and foldables becoming a thing, you know, and so, you know, the, w- the way they positioned this was every year, fresh app innovations for devices beyond phones, offering convenient ways to stay in touch, work on goals like Creativity Shine. These apps just deliver incredible experiences on watches, tablets, and more. So the best multi-device app, wah, wah, Spotify, which I was just like, oh, cool. They're highlighting apps that do things and different things. Oh, cool. Spotify, the app that every one billion downloads. Cool. I mean, good job that Spotify did it, and the, even though they laid off 17,000 people today uh, or 1,700 people today. But um, uh, I was disappointed to see Spotify get like the best multi, you know, even though it's probably good. I don't use Spotify, but so. Um, they also have best for watches, WhatsApp Messenger. Um, and then best for tablets, concept sketch note and draw a sketching app, which is great on the tablet. Um, best for Chromebooks, flip a clip, create 2d animation, which is very cool. I've seen this in action. That's really cool. Um, and best for Google TV. Uh, they gave it to max of all the streaming apps. They said max was the best one of them all. Um, which I don't know if I agree with either, but there you go. Um, and be- and this one had me. This one had me really scratching my head. <laughs> what? Best app for cars, <laughs> Amazon Prime Video. Uh, um, and so I needed. To, mm. I need to. I re- need to understand more why they like that. Um, and th- they said all of our favorite shows and movies from Amazon Prime Video hit the road this year, and we couldn't be more excited. The streaming service is now available in select cars with Google built in. So whether we're charging our car and have some time to kill while we're parked, we love exploring the app's streaming library that includes movies, shows, etc. Should you be watching Amazon Prime Video in a car while you're driving? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> they they well, don't enable it's not it. Not going to be able when you're charging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love. It's for like when you're parked and charging your EV. Yeah, I love that Android Auto didn't win this, but yeah. No, so. and it's only available <laughs> in select cars with Google built in, which mm. is. Android Automotive. Yeah. 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 So I, I thought that was a, a bit suspect, but uh, I, I too like that in the category of best for watches and best for uh, auto, the screenshots are still the phone one. So we don't actually see what WhatsApp looks like on the watch. You just like, just just trust us. WhatsApp is great on the watch. Right, yeah. We, we don't have. Yeah, because they pulled their Play Store app uh, images. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So um, I don't know. Uh, I, I love these lists. End of year lists are always fun. Like I said, I always love to see what they. Uh, uh, what apps I've actually heard of, but if you guys had to pick your favorite app of the year, what would it be? Mm, Put you on the spot there. It's tough. Looking, looking what app do you use the most? Looking at my phone. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a new app. 
beeper mini. What do I use? <laughs> beeper mini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna cop out. Oh, recency cap, bias. Cap cut because it saved me so much time editing shorts. All right. That's oh, that's a good awesome. One. There you go. Are you Definitely. using that like on lo- like when you're going to like you know the different events and stuff and just want to do like a quick oh yeah short? yeah hundred percent and it, like it it auto translates what I'm saying into captions like it's so good yep. it saves me so much time yep. how's the performance like on I mean obviously you probably have a, a you know uh, how's the performance in terms of like exporting it's, and like uploading it's really good I mean sometimes the export takes a little bit of time because I like to export into 4K and then upload to all the different places that I upload my shorts and reels and TikToks to but I I I have to say like it's in, in terms of like integration onto like my s9 uh my tab or my pixel fold or my 8 pro like it works really good across all those platforms nice yeah. um, um I, I can say that now because i used to work i used to work on an on, on, on adobe on a cap cut competitor and now i can just oh, say nice yeah. i'm so glad to hear that yeah yeah i was using that one too and it kept on crashing on my pixel <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Girl, so we Shannon, should get coffee and talk. So it's called. <laughs> yes, we should. What is the app called? It's called CapCut. CapCut. Cap yeah. Yes, I am. I am sharing my hack for shorts right now. Like CapCut, it was made by the ByteDance. So depending on how you feel about that, but it, it's so good for. This is how everybody who got famous on TikTok makes all their videos. It's mm, CapCut. Yeah. It's so cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm obsessed. All right, so that's in the Google Play. I mean, if it's made by ByteDance, you you gotta trust they know what they're doing when it comes to short form video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they really do. Uh, yeah. Four point four stars in the Google Play Store with f- over f- five hundred million downloads. That's crazy. So, wow. Yeah. Um, all right, CapCut. That's a good one. That's a good pick. Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of people would say Beeper just before Beeper Mini um, on the sh- that listen to the show. Um, yeah. Um, I've been using Obsidian, which is like a writing app that. Te- that tries to keep all of your that, that works offline uh, and has like a lot of plug uh, like a whole plugin ecosystem. It does have some syncing. It really is again kind of an app that focuses on security uh, and privacy, which is why they kind of focus on keeping your files offline if you want to and, and doing very specific things for syncing. Uh, and the Android app is pretty good. It supports Markdown and all kinds of stuff. I like it. I use it for the show. Cool, cool. Not really a hack because you know. My my show prep is out as it is, but it's it's a good app. I will chime in and give Michelle a little more time to uh, pick one. Um, an app I started using, <laughs> an app I started using this year. Um, nothing to do with creating videos or prepping for the show, but rather to keep track of what TV shows I'm watching. Uh, a show called TV Time track shows and movies. Wow. This is the one that finally got it to work for me. Oh, cool. um, so basically, uh, I don't really. Ironically, I don't use it to find out where stuff is streaming. I still use Just Watch for that. That Just Watch is better for it. But in terms of uh, keeping track of what I'm actually watching um, and, and keeping a list of the shows that I'm, you know, you know, it not only will, t- will I tell it what shows I'm watching, it will say when shows are co- when a new episode is coming, I can check it to say I've watched it, you know, like and definitely have that 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 history. It also works for movies as well, but I mainly use it for TV. So, uh TV time is my pick there for sure. So, um All right, Michelle, how about you? I've amped it up for you. You still be- I'm just going to go with Beeper, Beeper Mini. Mini. All right, fair enough. Beeper Mini. Okay. I mean, I have a lot of other yeah. apps that I use, but I, I haven't installed many new. I haven't like installed any new apps and been using it for a long time as extensively as Beeper Mini. Right. All right, cool. It's only been a few days, too. I've been using it like a lot. Excellent. 
All right, so that's apps of the year. So if you've got an app that you enjoyed this year, uh, please write in and tell us. Email us at contact at Android Faithful. Let us know your favorite Android app or anything Android-related stuff that happened this year, um, and we'll talk about it on our last shows of the episode, last uh, episodes of the year. Uh, lot, lot going on today. This has been a busy show. Um, all right, we got we got a couple more more things to talk about. Uh, win some uh, Google Keep stuff. Yeah, some Google Keep. Okay, you need more more AI drinks are on deck because Google Keep is getting is slowly getting that Google AI powered list creator uh, coming in. Uh, nine to five's Google, nine to five Google's APK Insight team played around with it a little bit and actually enabled it and gave us a little bit of a sneak peek of what it looks like. So the this this feature kind of previously codenamed magic list is actually in the latest version but it's not enabled um but those folks over at the APK insight team enabled it and what they could tell us was a few things um the notes ai integration or the keep notes rather ai integration is called quote help me create a list uh and that's how you enable it and it seems uh, given the text on a pop up uh for beta t- for the beta testing program that appears in the app it seems it will arrive as part of workspace labs and it does warn users specifically that if they want to test out this ai feature uh this is kind of like allowing ai to kind of help you uh generate lists please don't give it any sensitive slash personal info info because during the preview um, any kind of like input might be sent, uh, and reviewed by human, uh, testers or, or human, like actual humans as part of kind of test testing and, and, you know, kind of, um, improving quality. So yes, try it out, but don't, don't, uh, don't expect any privacy there. Um, just, just have fun with it. I would say don't expect any privacy period. So no, just don't, <laughs> just don't, just don't, just don't put anything you wouldn't want anybody else to see in your list. <laughs> um, but if you do decide to, you know, uh, give it a preview, what you can see is the feature will appear uh, as a new floating action button, uh, a fab after creating a new note, and it'll bring up a sheet. And the sheet will give you at, at this moment some suggested prompts, kind of like some just some ideas of how you can use this AI powered quote, help me create a list. And some of the suggestions that Kyle Bradshaw over at 9to5Google got uh, were things like things to do on a weekend in New Orleans, classic movies to watch on a rainy day. Um um, and like, yeah, steps for brewing excellent coffee. Um, it's not, the results, results aren't perfect. Kyle said that he asked for quote, a shopping list for Cajun chicken, Alfredo pasta. And the results weren't bad, but they had like redundant things like buying pre-made Alfredo sauce, but then still buying the butter and cream. So, you know, take the results with a grain of salt as is, you know, the overarching, you know, warning slash, you know, user tip with any kind of generative AI. But, you know, um, once we get this AI powered, help me create a list, um, that's kind of generally how it will work and, and, and what it will give you a good starting point for, you know, creating your lists for vacation, work, home, whatever you want. Uh, and yeah, there you go. I love keep. I, I, my wife keeps so my wife's on an iPhone, by the way. Um, confession time, uh, and she keeps our shopping list just in the notes app on the phone. And I was like, you know, we I really should just put you on keep, and we can share the list, and that way we can you know do it. So I'm going to try to do that for for my side. So um, I don't know. I like the AI stuff. I think it's neat. I know everyone hates AI and the privacy implications, but I would totally use this. So, <laughs> Jenna, have you been G- Chat GPTing or Barding or insert? Um, 
Yeah, I've tried it a little bit, mostly to just give me some like outlines for videos or give me like a good idea of a comment that I can use on Instagram whenever people check my Instagram pictures. But other than that, like I haven't found it to be really uh, useful for my use cases whenever I'm working on YouTube videos. But in terms of using like Google Notes or Keep Keep, which I currently use for a lot of my note taking and applications, um, in terms of using that and having it just like generate a list for me, I would definitely use that. But I'm going to wait until it's a, you know, a little bit more secure. Not, not sure if that ever happens with Google. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to do that. But, no. you know, no, not no. today. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got one last story to talk about. And Michelle, I feel like your, your ongoing saga with webcams. But uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> My ongoing tribula- trials and tribulations of using your smartphone as a webcam. <laughs> So the folks over at Android Authority have discovered while digging through the latest update to the Microsoft Phone Link beta app that there's code suggesting that you'll be able to use your smartphone as a camera, another way to use your smartphone as a camera. So um, there's some suggestions that this feature will allow you to stream your camera from your phone to your PC, connect via Microsoft Phone Link, um, installed on your PC and your phone. Um, There's not many details about exactly what device models will be supported, whether or not it'll be available to any user who installs the app, or if it'll only be available on devices where the phone link app is pre-installed, which as we talked about on previous shows includes Samsung phones, Honor phones, and now Oppo slash OnePlus devices on Android 14. Um, But there are are some hints that you'll be able to switch between the front and the back camera. There'll be some controls like turning off auto framing and things like that. But uh, we don't know exactly when this feature will roll out the Android Authority um, writer reached out to Microsoft but did not receive a comment. They didn't confirm or deny the the report. But it's in the Android app, so it's probably coming. We just don't know when. All right. Cool. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, I have a hard time getting excited about the Microsoft Link stuff just because I just don't use Windows. I don't like my, you know, like so. But I recognize that there's a whole population that does. So, um, all right, cool. Well, we are running long, but we're going to wrap this up. We do have a couple of a uh, couple of uh, quick feedbacky things uh, from you, the audience. Um, and I will take this first email. Um, and Ryan from Garden Grove writes in and says, Hey, AF crew, longtime listener here. Like Ron, I don't like the buds that go in the ear canal. Unfortunately, one of my beloved OnePlus buds is starting to fail, so I'm looking for a comfortable replacement. What are you guys using? Any recommendations? Thanks for your help and love the new show, Ryan and Garden Grove. And Ryan, I want to take this moment to plug, and I'm not being paid by nothing, but I love the nothing ear stick. Um, it is fantastic. It is not in ear. It's earbud style, wireless, Bluetooth works fantastically. Um, and just, you know, I, I can't recommend it more. Mine broke. I sent it back to them. They fixed it and it's all set from there. Um, under warranty, like it was great. It was a great experience. So nothing is getting something right. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, when are you still using the nothing stick? I would be, but I lost them at my sister's house. Oh. So I decided to, no. um, and I, I love the ear sticks a lot. I think that the case is really an innovative design, very fun, very tactile. And yeah, the ear the ear sticks worked well, very well. Um, but then I decided to try the ear twos instead, just because uh, the one the one thing I had against the ear stick was like when I work out, they tend to fly out of my ears. So I got the ear stick because they are more, they are in ear. Sorry, I got... I got the earbud twos because they're actually in ear and they stay in. Um, but I mean, I mean, and I have a not that you wanted them, but I think nothing's ear products are great. So 
would also recommend the ear stick. Excellent. Loved it. I just just tried something else. Actually, it probably was the fastest thing that shipped on Amazon. I know that's horrible, but I probably got to, that's probably why I got the ear ear too. Uh, Shannon, are you an in ear person or earbud person? Well, what do you think? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, for for the audio listeners, I'm currently wearing a pair of Sony headphones, and they're amazing. The Bluetooth yes. compatibility is great, and the the battery lasts forever. So I think these are the they have such a long name XM. Yeah, I I always mix it up. Just say XM3, XM4, XM5. Yeah, one of those. It goes over your ear, and they're very padded and comfortable. Um, When in terms of in ear, I usually use my what do I use? Samsung Buds Pro or the Google Pix Google Pixel Buds Pro. Those are generally the ones that I switch between. And Michelle, what are those your choices? While you're nodding, or what do you you go with? Uh, I mean, I use uh, right now. I'm using the Sony. W H colon dash one thousand XM three the full name, <laughs> Ooh, but I also <laughs> switch. <laughs> but I also use the Samsung Galaxy Buds two Pro. Recently got those a couple of weeks back. I, I I will take this moment to also plug my wired earbuds that I use on the show that are Sony earbuds that I believe are seven ninety nine on Amazon. Um and plug in via an old Courage Port Jack. Is that uh and seven dollars? Seven dollars and ninety nine cents and. Okay, I swear by these suckers <laughs> to the point where when I run, like I'm running a half marathon in January, I won't use the ear sticks. I will wear these with an adapter to my phone because like my fear is that like in the wow. middle of a, of a two and a half or two hour run, hopefully two hour run, um, more likely a two and a half hour run, uh, that something happens with the, with the uh, Bluetooth connection. I'm there fiddling with my, with my phone when I should be running. So I'll go wired for those things. I can do wired for these shows as well. So... Um, oh, I, I lost the ear sticks almost uh, before I lost them forever. I was in DIA, uh, Denver International Airport, and I was waiting for the train. And I just noticed that I lost one of the, the left earbud. And so as I'm walking towards the train, I'm just like hoping someone kicks it towards me. Someone did. And I didn't put it back in my ear, <sighs> but I was tempted. But yeah, just yes, that's just the one thing. Oh, man. Secure things when you're in motion. Yes. So <laughs> In transit. All right, and we got one last email, um, and I, I, I'm going to attempt to pronounce this name correctly. Uh, uh, Yevhny Bronikov uh, emailed in uh, just a heart emoji and the screenshot of his Spotify unwrapped, uh, and uh, basically thanking us for being uh, his top podcast of 2023. Um, and thank you, Yevhny, for listening and for choosing us to be your top podcast. And if anybody else got um, uh, us as the top podcast in your Spotify raft, please email us at contact at Android Faithful. Uh, we'd love to see it or love to hear about it. Um, and just at all, if you have any questions, email us at contact at AndroidFaithful.com. Um, always good to hear from you all. Um, and that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Before we bid adieu to Shannon and do our whole plugging and everything, I do want to remind everybody that um, we're going to attempt to do a best of this year Um, so if you go to I have the URL if you go to tinyurl.com slash AF best of 23 and we're going to put the link in the chat and the discord and the show notes and everything else um, we've only got a handful of of submissions from folks and they're either like the first episode or the most recent episode so we know you all watched and listened to stuff so tell us your favorite episodes tell us your favorite moments even if you don't know the time codes just email us or or fill out the form sorry fill out the form um, and 
and uh, we would love to hear from you because we're going to attempt to do a best of uh, episode uh, when we're off for the holidays. So please do that, everybody. Um, but that is going to wrap everything up. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. You're the best. Uh, so where can everybody find you? Uh, YouTube.com slash Shannon Morse is the best place to find me. I recently posted my Pixel 8 Pro uh, full review. It's super, super in-depth, and a lot of people hit it up, but you should definitely watch it as well. Excellent. I love your videos. You're doing, you're doing great on the YouTube, Thank for sure. Thank you. So. Thank you. My editor is amazing. <laughs> she, she makes me look good. <laughs> well, I love I love the fact that I, I mean, just nothing. I mean, Shannon, you and I have known each other for over a decade now, like going back to the yeah. three days. Oh so, God, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, like like three. like pre pre twenty ten. We've known each other since back <laughs> then. Um, and I, I oh, you knew me as a baby. And I love I <laughs> and I uh, I love I love your newfound friendship with Win uh, after you guys get, got put together on DTNS, which is fantastic. Yay. So yeah, so. Uh, I love our little tech family that we've built together. So I do too. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We hope you'll join us again in 2024 because uh, you're awesome. So please come back. All right. Oh yes. So Michelle, tell the folks where to find you. Aside from everywhere, the drink. Aside from everywhere, you know, Twix, Mastodon, Threads, Telegram, Reddit, etc., etc., etc. At Michelle Ramon. Um, if you want to support my work, you can join my Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/MichelleRamon. I also have a thriving Discord community. I'm surprised by how many people actually comment on it every day. We chat about Google and Android stuff all the time. Um, so if you want to join that group, you can just support me for three bucks a month and get access to some scoops that I will post hopefully more of soon. If you want to check those out. Excellent. Definitely support. We say support yeah. your dev, support your press, support <laughs> your journalists, support <laughs> Shannon, support <laughs> Michelle, support us. Everybody support everybody, please. <laughs> so when, how can people support you? <laughs> Uh, 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 um, just watch this, just watch this show, uh, be a patron <laughs> for this show for now. Uh, and yeah, if you are interested in Android development, which is what I do as a day job, uh, you can visit my website, roundmetyping.com, where I post any kind of talks that I do along with associated code and video. And I'm on the social networks at Queen Code Monkey. Um, and that's it. Uh, you go follow me at Ronixo, um, uh, where I took a bunch of pictures with my Pixel 8 Pro of live music. So um, there's my friend Marty. Um, but yeah, so uh, go do that at Instagram, uh, Blue Sky, Mastodon. I'm trying to post on everything else. Um, so definitely go check that out. Um, and of course, everyone, um, if you can go to androidfaithful.com where you can subscribe to the show, sign up, get a link to the Patreon, get back episodes, that sort of thing. Um, that's where you can find everything about Android Faithful. Um, and we're thankful for everybody who listens to the show week in and week out. Um, we're super excited. We're coming down towards the end of the year, uh, but we've got so much more coming before we break for the holidays. Um, and we want to thank everybody for watching on YouTube and on Twitch um, and tune in every Tuesday. This podcast releases Tuesday nights on your RSS feeds. Uh, and until that next time, we'll see you then because we are Android Faithful. <laughs>